With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, as Brent said, it is the Lombardi line as we welcome you in here on a Monday. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi there in Jersey on Happy President's Day, my man. How are we feeling? We feel good, Patrick. How are you? Happy President's Day to you, too. Thank what you. president do you honor? Which one's your favorite well, president? Well, I'll ask you this way. What's the first president you remember? You know what I mean? Like, as a kid coming yeah, up, who was that question. first president that was prominent? Mine was Reagan. I had just come yeah. out of Carter. And but I remember Reagan. Yeah, and and, and I and Car- I certainly remember Carter. I remember Nixon. You know, I remember Carter. I remember the. Uh, I remember Hubert Humphrey running. You know, for me as a young, before I became a teenager through the '60s, there was that that whole the nation was burning down with so much in infighting in between you know, racial injustice, which was going on at that time, and the Vietnam War and all those conflicts. So to me, not even being politically aware, you kind of knew who the president was because that was in front of you every single day. So, yeah, I would say probably, you know, I don't remember Lyndon Johnson. I was too young, but I think I do remember, you know, starting from Nixon on. Yeah, it's almost like the tears as far as you start with Lincoln and Washington and most people then start the second tier. So when you yeah. want to get to that second tier, you put the Roosevelts in that second tier. You know, there's a lot of like un- unfulfilled promise. James Garfield shot down early, maybe the smartest president of all time. Yeah. Um, how about Adams? John Quincy Adams, a brilliant, but he was a great statesman, but a terrible president. His dad, right. which was interesting about him, didn't you know? Didn't hold slaves back in the day when everybody did. So there's there. It's so fascinating going back and looking. I loved the presidents growing up. It was sports and presidents for me. Yeah, you know, and that's one of the things. And I was a kid going, even when I was a kid going to Disney and seeing the Hall of Presidents yes. and kind of learning about them, that was fascinating. And how they, I don't even know if they have that anymore. I have to check with Berman. They do. To see if they, they do they still have it? Yep. You know, to me, that was awesome. And and I think, you know, one thing we do know as, as we've gotten older in life is when you judge, you can't judge a president until history has time to judge him. And uh, I think that, you know, there's always the media perception and then there's the reality of of what actually transpired and what went on. And then that's really how you learn. I think that's one of the great things about presidential museums is if you drive across this country is you can really learn and engage and kind of live in the moment. I think that's so important to to understand history. You have to be in the moment. You just can't look back on the moment. You have to kind of live in that moment and understand what was going on around you. And uh and that, that's something I think is really important. It's one of the things I'm trying to do with my book is to, uh, you know, this chapter I'm writing, Patrick, about the drafts, you know, and uh, is there was a, such a movement, which is kind of ironic today based on what the Rams have done. Yeah. There was such a strong movement back in the 70s to trade away draft picks for veterans. Strong. 
and, and part of it was because of the World League. Part of it was because they didn't have a players. So, you know, it was hard to negotiate with rookie contracts, and it was frustrating. But if you don't understand the time of that, you know, one of the things that Houston Oilers amassed an incredible amount of talent during the 80s and 90s. Incredible. The 93 team, Belichick's on record as saying it was the finest football team he's ever seen. It really was. I was it obsessed was incredible. with that team. I was obsessed with that team. For them never to have won a title is, is a complete injustice. But the point here is, is they accumulated so much talent along the way that wouldn't be possible today because all those good young players they got, they were able to keep, even though Lat Herzig was a, a very cheap and very frugal general manager and he didn't want to pay the players, they were able to keep them because the players had no rights. And so, you, But you have to go back in time to really understand it all. Well, you know what's fascinating? And we do have the Combine coming up next week in Indianapolis. What's fascinating about Are what we? you just laid back, I think we might, <laughs> but what is fascinating about what you just laid out, what Les Snead and McVay did in the face of what had been transpiring, and what I mean by that is Belichick is the GOAT. He's the standard by that which all is measured right now in modern-day football, and his practice had been to stock picks. His practice had been to move back, accrue picks. So I find it fascinating that in the face of what had, you know, in the past over the last 20 years, which had equaled success, the Rams and McVay and Snead went the opposite way. Yeah. And I think more out of uh, circumstance, right? New stadium. They're in this L.A. market, which would not have the tolerance for a rebuilding program. I mean, if you want to see an empty stadium, you know, one thing I think they identify with, look, we're in Los Angeles. We need stars. We need star appeal. We need to bring people in here. Now, there'll be a certain group of Rams fans that are going to come because they love the Rams. But there's going to be a lot of them that we can't entice because there's so much to do here in uh, in Los Angeles. And I think that really was a lot of the modus operandi to doing it, which was also in the 70s when football wasn't as popular, when the sport after the 74 strike was really struggling to, to, to uh, view, get viewership. And, you know, the owners were struggling financially. They weren't all making the fortunes that they're all making today. So I, I do think that the, the, you have to understand the situation. And the Rams knew their situation really well, and that's why they went all in. I would love to hear you and Bill Belichick sit down and talk about the philosophy. By the way, great daily coach today, uh, off-season, the three R's. Um, And I was reading that thinking, you know, I would love to hear Belichick's. Like, does Belichick look at what the Rams did, uh, you know, going all in and essentially saying, draft picks, who needs them? In fact, Les Need wore that T-shirt to the – to the parade that said F these picks, part of my language. Um, mm-hmm. I'd love to hear what Belichick thought of that strategy. Well, I think, you know, for Belichick, he was always a sustainable leader. And, and being a sustainable leader, he was always asking himself the question, will this impact my team and will this affect me down the road? You know, he gave up a second-round pick for Mohamed Sanu, and you can go through a bunch of these. He's tried to go all in at mm-hmm. certain times. He's never gone all You're in right. on the cap. He's gone all in on draft picks at times, but he's never gone all in on the cap. And, and I think the cap flexibility and the ability of some of the players to play there, specifically Brady, for a, a reduced contract has enabled him. I mean, for him to be able to collect the talent along the way that was during free agency is really kind of remarkable because you're going to lose players all the time. 
It's hard to keep them. Back in the 80s, you could keep them. I mean, you know, the, the, in the 82 draft, I think that was the first first-round pick the Oilers had, you know, for, for after three years, and they drafted Munchak. The next year they drafted uh, Matthews, and, and they were able to keep those players all the way into the 90s. Yeah. You're right. You know what? You're in, it's, it is a zigzag situation with Belichick. Just when people start to, to kind of copycat what he does, he then goes the other way and hands out a second rounder for Sanu. It's like, hey, I thought we were build, I thought we were accruing picks, and Belichick goes the other way. He has done that more often. He's made trades as well. No doubt. And he'll constantly do that. I mean, because he's constantly looking. Because for him, it's the appraisal of where the team is now and where can we go. And what move do I need to make to get me to the next point? And then we'll figure out the next year. But as long as my nucleus is, look, he's never going to stray far from trying to make sure his offensive line, specifically a tackle, are really good. And that he's got the ability to have multidimensional people on defense. So the core doesn't change, but the, the pieces in, internally do. So that's, I think, what he does. What the Rams did, to me, the only way for Belichick to kind of say, okay, the Rams are really good, is to think if they can win multiple titles. Can, you can't create a dynasty in the way they're doing it. You just can't. I mean, they give up at a two and a three for Von Miller. And Vaughn is, you know, he might not be on the team next year. He mm-hmm. might not even be in the league next year. He's a free agent. Yep, you're right. You know, and so, you know, and he's going to want to get paid. And, you know, are they going to want to pay him? And so I think it's all situational based. And you've got to do what's in the best interest of your, of your team and the city. I think if the Rams were in Seattle or if they were in Green Bay, would they have done this? No, I don't see it. But they needed to do it in L.A. to attract stars. I think the idea of the Rams being essentially tied for your betting favorite to win the championship next year with the Bills and Chiefs is a joke. It's not like it the really Rams. Is. It's not like the Rams came out of nowhere. They exhausted themselves to win this championship over the last three, four years. So this has been, you know, you, you know what I'm saying. It's almost like they emptied the tank completely. And they and they were fortunate. I mean, look, they they got to play a team in the Super Bowl that I'm not sure, and they got there. And I'm not taking anything away from the Bengals, but that wasn't the best team in the AFC. I mean, I think it would have been a challenge to play Buffalo. I know it would have been a deeper challenge to play Buffalo. Buffalo is one of those teams like the Houston Oilers from '93 that are going to look back at their team and say, "This was our moment," and th- this is where. You know, Parcells was so good. He would always ask himself the question, and he did after the after the playoff game. He would after the playoff loss to Chicago. Is this my chance? Did I just blow the team that had the best chance to win a title? Did I just blow it? Did I just make the biggest mistakes? And and I think that Buffalo, if you're Sean McDermott, you got to think about that. And I think that's why we saw McVeigh with those shaky hands during the Super Bowl. Because if they didn't win this year. It's it was, good. It's a it long haul. Moment. You mentioned Vaughn on his way out. They 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 gave away everything for Jalen Ramsey. I don't think he's the island type of corner that everybody paints him to be. There's a lot, and it's it's not necessarily a hangover. It's just a reality. It's hard to repeat. Hardly ever happens. It's really hard. To, it's it's hard to repeat, and it's hard to when you lose it. It's hard to get back. I mean, the Bengals have as big a challenge as anybody. There's a sense of of oh, we did it. Now we can do it again. And you and I both know it's hard. You know, you're just not going to get right back to it. it. It takes even harder work. And now they have Joe Burrow going for him, and, and he will drive the culture within that building. There's no denying that. So that's certainly going to be something good. But can they duplicate their success defensively? I think that's the bigger question. I tend to agree with now, you. Now, they got $50 million of cap room. They they've do. got a ton of room, you know. But some of that cap room, they've got to say to themselves, look, we're going to have to sign Chase, and we're going to have to sign Burrow. We need to keep moving some of this cap room forward 
for them. Like if I were in those shoes, I would take 20 million and move it into every next year, 40. So that would help me pay off these draft, pay off these two guys that are going to get record contracts. I, I totally agree. I thought Cincinnati from Taylor down to all the players after the Super Bowl, there was a vibe of eh, it's all right, we'll be back. And that's yeah. a lot. That's a lot. There was a lot of like, eh, this ain't so bad because yeah. we're going to be back here. That's that is a tall task, asked Dan Marino. Okay, we no mentioned doubt. the combine next week. Is it in danger? Also, get you caught up NBA as we get going on Thursday with the second half. We're actually 25% of the season as we get going. Also, college basketball next year, Lombardi Line. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Bet MGM, it's Nevada's premier sports betting app, in game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the Bet MGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip, bring your state issued ID to open an account, and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your style, you're going to love the state of the art technology over at Bet MGM. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-522-4700. Michael Lombardi there. I'm Patrick Maher here as we welcome you in on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I I didn't get into the All-Star game. I bet it. I took the dogs because it moved up to six and a half. So a win nice. there, of course. Did you take the under? Did you take the under? <laughs> I did. I didn't. We said take the under. Yeah, I should have. You you said you you said take the under as well. Um, couple things. I, I couldn't get into it this weekend, Michael. I'm sorry. I watched one play. I watched one play, and I said, seriously, is this what they're going to show? Uh, seriously, I mean, I'm happy people won and bet on it. And I mean, it was it was an exhibition game. It's like betting on the Harlem Globetrotters against the Washington Na- Americans. I mean, like you know who's going to win. I mean, come on, it was so bad. But by the way, you the nailed product. the under. You nailed the under by like sixty, a one sixty three, one sixty finish. LeBron with the game winner. You nailed that under. Well, I mean, but the way the rules were set up, the under was in play. And, yep. and, and I just got the feeling in the fourth quarter, these guys were checking their watches and wondering, like, when, I got to get some time off here. You know, they put me in Cleveland. I mean, how, how, let me ask you this question. How many private planes were taking off from Burke Air Force, Burke Airport right there? They have a little airport right next to the stadium. When I used to sit at the old stadium on the roof of the stadium, I could look out and there was an airport right over there. How many of those private planes you think took off into the night 
on last night, Sunday night after that game. Well, plus they had all the they had all the legends there for the 75th anniversary. So they had so many. You're 100. percent I don't know. Do you think LeBron could afford it though? <laughs> he did. All right. did he not show for that? No, he did. He did. The, he did. Some the, guys. I know Durant couldn't because of his grandmother, but there were some guys that just didn't even show for it. Yeah. Like I. I, I you no, know, you're right. Horrible. And Curry, MVP, he had 16 threes. Is that good? 50 points for Curry. But as you mentioned, a dead nuts under 163-160. It closed 324.5. Closed 6.5 at most books with Team LeBron laying it. I, it again, I bet it didn't turn They had it on. to put limits on the number, right? There was no way that oh, was absolutely. just an open bet. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's an exhibition, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of the – and we – a little money with Carl Anthony Towns, but that dunk contest, I don't know if you saw the dunk contest. I did. I went back and watched it on YouTube. I mean, that's the good thing about YouTube. You, you can go back and watch these things and not have to deal with all the, the commercials and just go right through it. I mean, it's what the hell good. was I appreciate that? It. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, I think we're bored with it. I, re- I really do. I think we've kind of – they're going to have to change it up. Like the drills, like I was watching it, they were passing uh, balls into the tires. Like, is this interesting, really? These guys are great. I mean, they can throw the ball anywhere. I mean, these guys can throw passes. Like, this is what we're doing here, you know? They just missed so many dunks. It was just like, this is getting just – arduous. Uh, now we head into, as I mentioned, going into the break, Michael, got about 25% of the season, a little over 20, but about 27% of the season remaining. Remember, it was a late break for the All-Stars. Thomas Gable's going to join us coming up in about seven minutes and get you set up from the book's perspective on the second half. The big news going into the second half, a team that I know you love potentially on the championship number, and that is the Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul is going to be out six to eight weeks. He actually played a couple of minutes last night, which was kind of wild. Yeah, I was surprised by that. I Me mean, too. I thought he was, but he's out six to eight, even though we tried to play last night. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. He fractured the right thumb Wednesday and went over Houston. So let me give you the timeline here. This is a team, 10 losses on the year, 48 and 10. Uh, they're up, I believe it's about six and a half. Yeah, they're up six and a half on Golden State for that one seed in the yep. West. The playoffs begin April 16th. So essentially eight weeks would have him, I think that's seven weeks from now. So he'd essentially be right on track to come back, maybe mid first round. Uh, So he's, you know, 15 and 11 type of guy for this team. He's everything. He and Booker are two man show on offense. And this team has been awesome, but Paul out for an extended period here. Yeah. I mean, do you think that they will, you know, they've got Payne who can come off the bench. Who's a really good player too, right? Yep. So, you know, they've got Payne to fill in. They've got Aaron Holiday also as a backup point guard. And they, they still have Payton, the kid that are Magic drafted in the first round as a backup. So, you know, they're going to have to get some minutes out of one of those three. I mean, obviously Payne's a good player. We've seen Payne play well in, cha- in the championship uh, finals last year's yep. season. So I, I don't think they'll – I mean, they, look, they're going to miss Paul. They're going to miss Paul at the end of games. But Booker certainly can take over, and they're just going to have to get more out of some of their other players. Yeah, just to be clear, so the regular season ends seven weeks from yesterday. So if he's six to eight, that kind of puts – you know, in the end it could be a blessing for Phoenix. He's, what, 36 years old. Get a rest. Be ready for round one. Uh, I don't know. You kind of look at it that way. It, it, you just don't want to fall out of that one seed in the West. Other than that, I don't think it's going to be a huge detriment because, as I mentioned, we're 75% of the way through, essentially. Right. So Paul plays 33 minutes, averages. He plays 33 minutes. He's played in all 58 games. So, you know, now we know Payne's played, Payne, Payne plays 20 minutes. So you got to feel like you're going to, they're going to get him up to, they're going to get him up to, uh, 
to 30 minutes. They're going to give him the 33 minutes. And so now what they really need to do is replace the 20 minutes they're losing with Payne. And, and where is that coming from? Is that coming from Peyton, you know, who really has averaged like 11 minutes so they can get 11 minutes out of Peyton and then they've got to get find a way to get some of these other minutes out of Aaron Holiday. He's averaged 13 minutes in the three games he's played for him. So to me, it's a mathematical problem. They move Payne up. He takes the 33 minutes away from Paul. And now they've got to find a way to replace Payne's 20 minutes between Smith, between Holiday and and uh, and Payton. And and obviously they can do it. There's or unless they get a buyout, maybe they'll get Dragic to come in there. A lot of conversation about him. Yep. You know, I know the Mavericks were interested in him. You know, the Bucks seem to be the front runner for him right now. But uh, I don't know why that hasn't come through. I think we'll see in the next two days, which I think will be really good for us as betting and a betting network to see if some of these buyouts occur, because usually they happen after the All-Star game. And that could shift. I don't think it'll shift the odds, but it could shift your confidence, which will give you a better play. I mean, say the say the Suns get a say they get Dragic, and I don't know if he's healthy enough to be a good player still. But let's just say they do to get replaced the 20 minutes they're losing by moving Payne up. Then I think obviously you, you've got a chance to say, okay, if he's healthy, that certainly will help them, and I like their odds. I I, to- I agree with everything you said. Also, as far as Booker, his usage is going to go up. He's going to have the ball in his hand a lot more. So for prop betters, uh, <laughs> pay attention to what's happening with the numbers on Booker because he will handle the ball more as well with Chris Paul out. I think it's kind of, it, again, it's one of those things where you look for a positive and a negative. And if he's healthy in seven weeks, essentially ready for round one, this really isn't that bad for a guy that's 36 years old and hadn't missed a game all year. You mentioned he's playing minutes as well. Yeah, you know, what they've got to figure out is where are they going to get those 11 assists that that Paul averages on those 33 minutes? Where are they going to get those? And that's what's going to be critical to the continuity of their offense. Yep. You know, and I think that's it. Payne in his 20 minutes averages about four assists, just slightly under four. So they're going to have to figure out how they're going to share the basketball, get into their offense, and feel like that's going to come through for them. You take a look at the West. They're come out of the West. These are bet MGM numbers. The Wizards, your slight favorite at plus 175. The Suns, the aforementioned 190. The Jazz, no thank you at 6-1. to one. We've been there, done that with them. And Ingles is a big miss the rest of the year. Actually traded them. Uh, the Grizzlies at 12-1. to one. That's a team that people are just kind of really? under the radar. Always will be just because of the market. But I, I love their team. I love how well-rounded their team is. You know, I do too. I mean, I think that they're, they're primed. I mean, they're just not – and this Morant kid, obviously, you know, it, it, it goes without saying how talented he is. But the supporting cast, especially – you know, with Bain and some of the guys that they have in there is is somewhat is really impressive. And they get some of this momentum going in there. And obviously it's going to come out to who they're going to play and and where they go. But I, I just think Memphis is, you know, you don't win 41 games as they have this year without having a lot going for you. You know, and I think the addition of Steven Adams inside gives totally them a agree. tremendous – you know, it gives them a presence in there that I think you didn't. And Dylan Brooks, I mean, you know, because we don't watch a lot of Memphis games, Dylan Brooks is really a good player. 
Tremendous. Yeah, you got Brooks, Morant, Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr. As you mentioned, Brandon Clark. I mean, it's a team that's really, really, they can go deep too. And the Nuggets, 16 to 1. I mean, what Jokic is doing this year with that team, that roster is completely empty, specifically without his point guard. And he's just carrying that team. The Lakers, 16 to 1. If you're betting the Lakers at 16 to 1, remember the Lakers came into the year three and a half to 1 to win a title. Yeah. They're now sitting 30 to 1 to win the title. So if you're betting them yeah. to come out I of mean, the West at 16 yeah, to 1, good I, I mean, I. Good I luck. almost think the Lakers are a St. Jude's pick at this point. You're better off donating it to St. Jude's than betting the Lakers. I mean, if you're betting the Lakers, you're just, what do you bet? You're counting on what? What do you LeBron. count on that all of a sudden? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I mean, AD's out for four more weeks. By the way, when AD's out, it's it's more of a it's it more news. Apart. It's more news when he's in. To be honest with you, he's so oft injured, uh, Anthony Davis, and he's out for four more yeah, weeks no, no. with a foot, and a big with a foot that could linger. But you're right. Ask Bill Walton. Ask one of the greats. So gifted. Jokic reminds me of Walton in a way because he's so talented in every single way. Essentially, Jokic at 7-1 can run the point, which is incredible. We'll continue with the NBA from behind the book. Thomas Gable next from the Borgata. to the Lombardi line on VSIN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, VSIN has a great new offer that can only be described as madness. We talked about it this weekend. This is a great deal. It only happens once a year, so I would encourage you to get into it now for 29 bucks. Think about it. Invest $29 through April 4th. You get everything, including our college hoops betting guide. We send you free picks in your email. 24-7 video access, all for $29. It's insane not to get it. Betting split breakdowns on every game. VSIN.com slash madness. Hurry up. VSIN.com slash madness. Michael Lombardi in Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher. We will get, I'm saving it for about 29 minutes. I want to get Michael's take on what happened. Uh, with Wisconsin and Michigan and Juwan Howard. We'll get to that in just a bit as we say hi to Thomas Gable. Of course, runs the race and sportsbook there at the Borgata. So what are we, three weeks away from Selection Sunday? We've got two weeks of league play left as far as college hoops are concerned. And we say hi to Thomas Gable. Hey, TG. Good morning, guys. How is it going? Good morning. How are you? First off, can I just say this? I just had a friend text me, and I kind of agree, and we'll get into uh, the NBA. But Indiana, Ohio State tonight, Big Ten tilt. Essentially, look, it's seven points is heavy, right? Because I know Ohio State's got the win over Duke, and they, their first loss at home came on Saturday. But these are pretty similar resumes with Indiana and Ohio State, Thomas. No, I agree. It's we have it at six and a half, and um, I, I do agree that's probably uh, a little too much. But um, you know, we we are taking a little bit of uh, Indiana money. I mean, listen, that that Big Ten, anything can happen yes. <laughs> in the Big Ten. Um, but no, I listen. I, I think this probably, if you're just making this a pure number here, it's probably closer to five. I think, but. Yeah, it's a little heavy, I think, for for Indiana. But Michael, my apologies about Rutgers yesterday. I know. Um, yeah, I know. You were a but, big Rutgers fan. I know, but but Sienna came through for me, so I was delight <laughs> delightedly happy. So that was good. But you know, I, I think ultimately, you know, Indiana is is just haven't been able. I think part of the reason this number so so high is obviously they're on a four game losing streak, and they've lost five of the last seven games, and. You know, which is their signature, which is defensively, is they haven't been able to play as good defensively, I think, over the last four weeks than they're typically used to playing. 
And, and we know Ohio State is really good on offense. We know that. And so, you know, if they don't get a chance to play to the level of their defense that they need to play, then I, then I think this number is going to be you know, something Ohio State can cover. I, I also like the under, just as an aside. We'll get to this game later, but two teams coming in very salty in this matchup, 135 and a half. Uh, when uh, Indiana beat Ohio State in January, uh, 67-51, so a total of 118, well under the posted total tonight. Thomas, before we get into the NBA, anything from yesterday as far as college? Nobody had a better week than Texas Tech and Mark Adams. A double-digit win over Baylor, yes, shorthanded, and a win against Texas. Anything else stand out from yesterday, though? Uh, a few things from yesterday. One, you know, you had a couple teams there that uh, – you know, we're lucky to to win. You know, Houston, uh, that was a, a, a lucky win for them. The, they came back there against Wichita State. And uh, and Providence uh, almost yeah. uh, stubbing their toe there against Butler, which we talked about that game you know, yesterday on the show, where we knew it was going to be uh, kind of this tricky spot there for Providence, where they were coming off that loss to Villanova, where they had such emotion there. Uh, such an emotional home game, and and they lost, and then they're going in early to Butler, and they were getting blown out in that game. Make no mistake about it. They were, and but they they came back and uh, and and won it. They didn't get the money. Uh, Butler took the money and covered, but uh, at least uh, Providence um, got the win. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it was a gutty. I mean, Providence needed every second of that to close that out, Thomas. I mean, I was like, oh boy. Here they come, and, and, you know, they were able to do it, and especially coming off the loss the night, the, two days before. If they lost to Butler, it would have sent, sent them in a little bit of a spin. There's no doubt. Hey, by the way, give credit to everybody on the show, Will, Michael, myself, Thomas Gable. We said if Hodges plays, take the points at home. He played, and you covered. So that was, that was a good play yep. there. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that stands out. Your four one seeds right now, would you have Gonzaga? Again, Auburn, Kentucky losses last week, so it's interesting. Gonzaga, Auburn, Arizona, Kansas, in some order, would those be your four one seeds right now, Thomas? Yeah, yeah. I have Kentucky really high as well uh, in my power. Now, you know, if you're just talking seeding-wise, I think you're probably right. Um you're you're right on with those in terms of uh, seedings, but uh, in terms of my uh, ratings, I would put uh, Kentucky above Auburn at the present. I think I would too, Michael. Would you Me Kentucky too. over Auburn? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I would. Which yeah. I think I would as well. You know, uh, although I, you know, I just think to me that big guy for Auburn, the long, I, and I, I forget his name. He can flat out shoot. It looks like he's so skinny, but yes. you know, if he, the, the way he plays, my God, I mean, I never thought he was going to be as good as he ended up being. And wow, he is against Florida. His stroke is, I mean, it looks like Carl Anthony Towns stroking that ball out there, doesn't he? And what yeah, it, he does, and what impressed me so much about Kentucky. Uh, outside of Auburn was just what they got it done without their backcourt essentially this weekend. So I think Kentucky, as they get healthy, Baylor and Kentucky are going to get healthy. Thomas Baylor is someone yep. to watch out for because their backcourt. Baylor. Is- absolutely. Baylor. Absolutely. And another team that I'll just throw out there um, just due to their odds, you can still find them 30 to one is Houston. I think Houston uh, can absolutely uh, if if they make a deep run, you can obviously hedge off that. Uh, if you get them at thirty to one right now, they the way their style of play is, um, I, I think that they could absolutely give many many teams trouble. Oh, they're relentless. Yes. 
They are. I mean, and you got to give them credit. I mean, look, Calvin Sampson's done a really good job. I mean, he just, last year, they played their hearts out. I mean, they continue to come back. I know they stubbed their toe and had the two-game losing streak against SMU and, and Memphis, which, you know, when you lose to such an inconsistent team like Memphis, I know they're talented, but, boy, are they really inconsistent. You know, then they bounce back with two good wins, especially the overtime win against Wichita. They fought their way to get through that one. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think they're the best value on the board right now, honestly, at 31. I think, I, I, I think you may be right. And the balance right. as well. Michael, we, we talked about Houston last year with their defense. You know, defense, Houston and Texas Tech right now maybe the two best defensive teams. You can throw a couple's in there. But as far as their adjusted efficiency on offense as well, Houston's really good offensively. They're very well-rounded is what I'm trying to say. So I agree with you, you both. Know, and they, and they have the recipe that we all want to have in a tournament, especially in this day and age where it's one and done. I mean, Carlton, the best player in the American Conference, is a senior. White's a senior. Edwards is a senior. Sheed is only a sophomore. So they've got four of their players, their t- four of the top players in the conference are all upperclassmen, which is rare. And that experience, I think, will pay dividends come tournament time. I think you're right, Thomas. I think it's great odds right there. The experience factor, always something to pay attention to come tournament time. Totally agree. Okay, TG, I know you wanted to talk NBA. Eastern, Western Conference odds there at the Borgata. Where do you want to start here? Uh, well, we can start with the East because there's this is really you know up for grabs, I think. You know, there's uh, a good five, six teams that could come out, uh, and you could make a case for any of them. Uh, right now, the, the Bucks and the Nets are, are plus 280. Uh, again, this is to win the Eastern Conference, not, not you know any division. So uh, the Sixers there right behind at plus 350. And, of course, everybody in this area, Michael, as you know, chomping at the bit to see uh, yeah. how it goes with when, once Harden gets on the floor there with Embiid. But I think the, the bigger question as any longtime Sixers fan would know, is is Embiid going to be able to stay healthy, not only through the rest of the season and through the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, he's been, i got to say, as, as, a, as someone who's always been very critical of, of Embiid's endurance, his conditioning, he's a different player this year. He, he seems to be able to play the minutes, and and I'm surprised. Now, look, you're always in the back of your mind worried about him getting hurt, but it just looks different this year, Thomas, to me, just by his conditioning alone and his ability to play minutes. And he's been playing back-to-backs, too. Yeah, he has. He has. But, it, you know, it's just it's always in the back of your mind with him with that injury bug. And you're right. I think the conditioning is uh, much better than we've seen it in, in any year. But uh, the the injury bug you know you're always concerned but then your your heat there sitting at 5 to 1 uh to yep. win the east and they obviously have the uh, the best record right now uh we get out of the all-star break here with the uh with the bulls they have the best record in the eastern conference 38 and 21 right now yep it's the best shape Embiid's been in no by far this to me he looks different to me and he, even during the game he looks less winded michael is what i'd say he just kind of looks like he's I, in I, agree. Shape. You know? I agree i agree about, I agree completely. How about the we got about a minute here, Thomas? How about the West? Warriors and Suns up top. Yeah, Warriors plus one seventy five. The Suns uh, plus one ninety. The Jazz are six to one, and then the Grizzlies. I, I think this is uh, maybe worth a look at them. Uh, they're twelve to one right now to win the West. And um, listen, this is a team that's uh, you know outside. You take their record right now, forty one and nineteen. You put them in the East, they, they have a better record than any team in the East right now. Yeah. Um, 
So this is a very, very good team uh, right now with the Grizzlies. Yeah, it's a team we, we were just talking about before we had you on. We both like kind of under the radar because of the market, uh, but they're deep as well. And 12 to 1 to come out of the West from Memphis. TG, have a great week at the Borgata, buddy. Thanks, Thank TG. you. All right, thank you, guys. All right, Thomas Gable, of course, runs the race and sportsbook at the Borgata. Our buddy Will Hills next. Some college basketball picks here on the Lombardi line. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, bet more than the final score with the one-game parlay at BetMGM. One-game parlay is designed to help you make selections within a single game from over 400 bet types, including team and player props. Log into your BetMGM account and create your best parlay before the game even starts right now. BetMGM, sign up today to make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000 with the bonus code VSIN1000, V-S-I-N-1000. Great offer. Plus, you'll earn BetMGM reward points that can be redeemed for online bonuses, converted into comps for rooms, restaurants, and more at MGM Resorts Nationwide. It's one-game parlay, first bet risk-free up to $1,000, VSIN1000. If you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. we got you back here, Lombardi Line, Michael Lombardi there. I'm Patrick Maher here in Vegas. Will Hill joins us now, New York City cast, vcin.com slash podcast. Coming off a weekend of a lot of chicken wings. I don't think he was involved <laughs> in the NBA All-Star game. Maybe, did you take the dog last? Did you take Team Durant last night? No, I didn't. I had a little bit of over. This is a good lesson for the boys and girls out there when we talk about steam. This line opened at 320, you know, a closed at 325. One of these people say, all right, it got steamed up to the over. Well, if you bet the over 325 because it was steamed, you got burnt because it landed 323. So if you bet it early, you hit the over. If you bet it late, you got burned. So uh, a lot of times, you know, make sure you're getting the best of the number, not just chasing the number. Yeah. A anybody who was bet to me that, that that game was so hard to really to, to handicap. It, it was strictly a guess, right? I mean, the way the pay, the game was going, though, but there was no defense. Obviously, there never is. But my lord, it was it was a tough watch. It really was. Yep, hundred percent. Now, 
You know what? That Elam ending, though, the last two minutes, they start to play hard when they get to the target score. Then they actually play defense for the last, you know, again, you got to sit through 98% of, of garbage to get to that <laughs> two minutes. And, uh, you know, it's, it's exciting. I mean, what, yeah. it is. Yeah, the Elam ending makes it fun. And, what, man, watching Curry shoot the ball is just a privilege. That guy can shoot the ball uh, from anywhere. I mean, he's there's no one like him really in sports to watch him do what he can do. Yeah, and I, re- I just really – go ahead, Michael. I would, pay, I would pay, like, if they said, hey, you can come watch Warriors pre-practice or just – I would pay to watch him do that because I – I hear his pregame routine is incredible. Like, I would watch that. You know, I would definitely watch that. I would watch that more than I watch the All-Star game. There's no doubt. Yeah, and I was way off on the total earlier when I said it cash. It did cash for Michael because Michael handed out 324.5. Would it land? 323? So, <laughs> hey, it doesn't have to cash by more than one. doesn't have to cash by more than a point. Uh, so we had it here on the Lombardi line. Let's get to the college hoops because tonight, today is an actually very interesting slate. And you're going to go Big 12 to start. TCU, they've lost three straight, but they welcome in West Virginia, who've lost, what are they, 1-10 in 10 over their last 11? Just a disaster wow. after a good start for Huggins and the crew there, Will. Yeah, I love Huggins. I think he's such an, a great coach, an underrated coach kind of. Uh, there's just nothing to like about this team. And uh, that was kind of their shot Saturday to get a, a marquee win at home against Kansas. They were kind of in the game. They played pretty well. And you look up, they still lost the game by, I think it was 14, 15 points. Just not a good team. Not good on offense. Again, not a vintage uh, West Virginia Huggins team. And uh, this TCU team is least on the bubble. It depends who you look at or you, who you talk to. Some of them have them squarely in the tournament as like a 9-10 seed. Some people have them at last four in. They're obviously home. They're playing for something. Uh, again, this is a, a pretty tough turnaround for West Virginia. That game was late Saturday night to get on a plane and play on, on big Monday here. Uh, again, I don't know how much they have in, in the tank here, West Virginia. So I'm going to lay the points here with TCU. You know, what's great about this game and you don't really ever get to see this happen very much in basketball. This is the worst offense in the big 12 against the worst defense. <laughs> so, you know, like who's, who wins that? Like TCU usually in these kind of situations, I always favor the, the offense because bad offenses look good against bad defenses. And for all we love about Higgins, toughness and the way his teams typically play, this is not a typical West Virginia team in terms of their defensive acumen. Now they're not very good on offense either. Don't get me wrong, but their defense is by far the worst in the conference. Yeah. I mean, out of league, they opened the, season like 12 and one as i mentioned west virginia in league is one and 11 or excuse me won one of their last 11 over their last i mean that's ridiculous the way they've fallen off listen i understand the big 12 is brutal and the best conference in america but that is but like you said they did play well and fell fell apart late against kansas on saturday will next one up for william hill here as we talk a little college hoops this one i thought indiana (laughs) it got up to seven it's down to six and a half indiana at ohio state i mentioned to thomas i listen i know ohio state beat duke and they just lost for the first time at home on saturday but these are two pretty similar resumes with indiana and ohio state will yeah, it could be looking at an ugly one here. I took the points here with Indiana. Again, seven's a key number also in basketball because a lot of times if you're down seven, that's three possessions. You don't get that extra foul late. So uh, if you can find a seven out there, a seven is a key number in basketball where six, they keep fouling, seven, they may not. Uh, I just like Indiana. I think uh, a big key to stopping Ohio State is is being able to control EJ Liddell. And Indiana has that guy in race Thompson. I uh, did a pretty good job on him their first meeting. And again, if you can slow down Liddell, Ohio State doesn't have – 
a lot of offense, a lot of answers on that end. So I, I you know, I could see a closer game, an uglier game. Indiana certainly has their issues, you know, shooting the ball. They have plenty of issues scoring. Uh, man, they they're just they're tough to watch on offense a lot. But again, Big Ten game, both teams kind of or Indiana, you know, needs the game. Uh, you know, I look for a low-scoring, ugly game. I'll take Indiana here plus the points. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's got to be. you got to take the under, don't you, Patrick? I, I mean, totally Indiana agree. can't score. They're really good on defense. They can't score. You know, Ohio State can score. But, you know, like Will said, Lindell, if you can contain him at 135 and a half, I think the under – I mean, this has, got a, this has got a 50-ish, low 60, you know, kind of game to me in it. They combined for 118 in January, and we're up to 135 and a half here come February. Look, Ohio State plays slow, deliberately. It's not like Indiana pushes the tempo a ton. Indiana remarkably, as Michael just mentioned, they're not good on offense. They can't shoot the three. They're right around 32%, but they're first in the Big Ten as far as field goal percentage defensively. And you know Ohio State with Liddell, as you just mentioned, Will, they like to get it down low. They're very, very accurate and shoot a high percentage uh, in the key. So again, I, I, I like the under and I also like the dog in that one. Next one up for you, Will Hill is Louisville. You're going to catch the nine and a half North Carolina. Yeah. Again, there's some tens out there. Uh, at least there were this morning. Um, I just tr- don't trust UNC's defense to me. Uh, you get a lot of open looks against them. They stop, they, they struggle stopping the ball. Uh, they struggle covering shooters and Louisville's been okay. The last three games, they just beat Clemson. Uh, I think they had a cover in there against Notre Dame. They were competitive against Miami. To me, I just don't trust North Carolina in terms of defense. They have a habit of playing down to their competition. Uh, again, it's kind of weird to see North Carolina on the bubble, which they kind of are at this point. But yep. again, this is just too many points. I don't trust the team. I don't trust the defense. I'll take uh, Louisville team who I'm not crazy about, obviously, but I'll take the points here. That's a great job. It's going to open up, Patrick. I can't. Did you see? There's a little rumor going around that Tom Urich, the former athletic director of Indi- of Louisville, could be going back. Is that what they said? He was sensa- yeah, there's. It was sensa- He was sensa- He's the reason they built all those stadiums. Yeah. If he goes back, I mean, you know, he got kind of ousted at the same time Petrino did. But that that would be if they make that move, that would be interesting for their basketball program. I totally. And we talked about that's a great job with a lot of money, a lot of money to spend. And a lot of good restaurants, as, as Rick Pitino mm-hmm. around campus. Jeez, um, oh I mean, come on. Uh, Indiana State catching 10 and a half. Drake, what do you got here, Will Hill? <laughs> Will Hill, I mean, he's going deep, isn't he? he I mean, is. what well, a segue. I mean, that, Will, that's a professional. That's a professional how he segued from Rick Pitino's restaurant choices into I just Drake. said there were good, rest, I mean, good in, opportunities in to eat good food in Louisville, Kentucky. That's all I, mean, I said. You know, Drake should be the signature team of our show since they are based in Des Moines and we have Des Moines specials. And right? you are a friend of Drake, too. I am yes. a friend of Drake. That's true. It all Everything kind of comes back to Drake, doesn't it? <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> what do you uh, got? I, I, I was on Drake the other day. I thought it was a good spot for them against Loyola. They actually upset Loyola, won the game, You know, kind of led throughout. I just think this is a lot of points for Indiana State. Uh, Schertz is a good coach. This is his first year, but he's going to get it turned around. You know, He's a D2, kind of a legend. Four-time coach of the year, won 30-plus games. Uh, to me, this is a flat spot after a big win for Drake. Indiana State's kind of a scrappy team. I think they're building, going in the right direction. I'll take the points here with Indiana State. You love that. I love that. I mean, they, it seems like, you know, when you just look at the scores, and I haven't watched them play Indiana, but they play everybody tough. I mean, they do play you tough. There's no doubt about that. I was like specifically good Italian restaurants in Louisville. That's all I'm saying. I mean, it's a brief stay when you go to the restaurants, but <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It's too easy. Okay. Take out. 
You get takeout. Uh, hey, it's a Monday on Veasan. We're getting spicy. Yeah. Um, it's President's Day. Everybody's off except us, Patrick. What, okay, I'll ask you the same question I asked Michael. The first president that you kind of remember growing up. Uh, Bush. Oh, you're Bush. young. Yeah, a youngster. The first. Bush, I saw I the hope. trivia question. I didn't see the answer, but I saw the trivia question. Five schools have had a president and a Super Bowl winning quarterback. So I, we can tease that. You can come back after the break. Maybe give five the answer. schools. I don't president, have the answer. Five well, schools. You guys, you can give it after the break. I'm sure Patrick will be all over president this. President and Lombardi's Super Bowl got. winning quarterback. I believe Michigan's one of them, and I think Navy's another. Gerald I don't Ford. Have the other three. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. That's a great, you know what? Good job by you, Will Hill. And if you want more of that area edition, go to vston.com slash podcast and download Will's podcast, New York City Cast. Thank you, Will. Great job, All Will. Right, Thank you, you, buddy. Good job, buddy. Five schools, president, Super Bowl quarterback. We'll come back with the answer next here in Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 